Yeah, yeah, go ahead. What, what was the breaking news? Price tag that could be generated around the 70 million mark. At least a conversation that's willing to be had. Arsenal. And Diaby. And Diaby. Yeah. The, the problem is any decent winger now is going to go for a hundred around a hundred million. I, yeah, I would well, take Diaby. I think he's a good player. Incredible pace. A good finisher. I would definitely take him, but I just don't know if we're going to pay that. I, I don't because it, it's ridiculous. Even there was like Rafinha talk started picking up and Barcelona was like, nah, we want a hundred million. Yeah, I saw that. It's just ridiculous. The, 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 the Anthony deal, the the Mudrick deal, even like I'm sure clubs are looking at Jack Grealish going, hmm, he's not doing that well at, at City and he went for a hundred, you know? So like those deals are like fucking up the market. And when you have a guy like Bowley that's willing to just throw a hundred million around. And the thing I don't understand about that is you you want to pay a hundred million for Modric, but you want to pay 120 for Enzo, who's more proven, and you need a midfielder desperately. Yeah. Desperately need a midfielder, a creative midfielder too. Enzo can create. Doesn't make sense. Their transfers just are baffling. Baffling. Even yeah. Chelsea fans were not happy with that Mudrick deal. They're like, why the fuck are we getting another winger when we need a defensive midfielder, a central midfielder, a right back, and 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 maybe even another center back? Like, just strange. But, yeah, um, I, I, I saw that as well while we were recording. Um, Manuel Veth, do you know if he's a good source? I'm not really sure about him. That's the other name I was just about to say. The reason why I actually kind of like this, he actually states, and I got to pull it back up, but that's the name I trust. So really? that's that, yeah. So I think one of it is is saying that it's pure talk. I don't think anything's going out there that where they're even willing to put an offer out for it yet. Um, I love but, his hair. He's got that Rod Stewart hair. Dude is a baller. <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken, he used to play. Yeah, I, I think he might have. Um, uh, so here's the full tweet on uh, Musa Diaby to Arsenal. Price will be the same, if not more, than Mikhailo Mudrik. That's the problem. Leverkusen could have gen- generated 70 million euros last summer. Yep. The Mudrik deal is now considered the new benchmark. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't. I, I mean, I don't think we would pay that. But I would love him. I think he's a he's a really good player. Definitely, he's a, he's a he's a he's an absolute pace demon on fucking FIFA as well. We're one move away from city and city fans looking at each other and saying, hundred million for a transfer for 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 a transfer fee." We didn't even with the buyout clause. We didn't even negotiate. We take that absolutely. Yeah. I mean, some of these moves for these players, it's all projection. At least we knew Jack can fucking play in the league and have moments in the league. Like some of these guys are, yeah, bro. Oh yeah, definitely. Hundred million for a, a prem proven player like Grealish, and then hundred million for Mudrick. Is it's it's a, it's a big difference, hundred percent. Even even you know Anthony, who come who's coming from the Dutch league, who. I'm sorry, but I'm not seeing it. I look at him. I look at Gakpo. I, I, I warned you about Gakpo. The, the yeah. guy is the guy disappears. He's the yeah. invisible man for 85 minutes of the match. I was expecting more so far. I'll be honest. Yeah, you, you called that spot you, on. I told you. I've watched this guy. 
Arsenal was linked to him like a year ago, and yeah, the interest cooled very quickly, very quickly. <laughs> um, I'm sure Arteta saw some things that he did not like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, shocking, shocking. The, the the winger, just the market in general, it it can't maintain this. There's no fucking way. There's going to be some clubs in some serious financial problem. And it could even be Chelsea. They're spending fucking money like crazy right now. But yeah. you don't get Champions League. Your stadium has 38 is it is a max capacity of 38,000 uh people where most like big stadiums are 60, you know. So, you know, things can get very grim for them. And Bowley doesn't seem to care now, but we could be speaking a whole different a whole different thing next next year. And yeah. you're going to have a lot of players cuz let's be honest, if Felix balls out at Chelsea, you know Bowley's going to slap 100 mil on the table to buy him permanently. And and I'm hearing that the move is not that far off. I'm hearing yeah. that the contract is set up that if they did want to, should it go perfectly well, apparently he could, he would be open to a move to London. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah. So, and then you're going to have a bunch of players that are going to be the same position. Um, you're going to have Nkuku and Felix and Mudrik, who are small wingers that like to operate on the left. Even in Cuckoo, he's not a striker. I'm telling you, he's a 10. Felix, he's not an out-and-out striker. He's more of a, a, an advanced 10. You already yeah. have one of those in Kai Havertz. Yeah. I mean, and, and in Cuckoo likes to operate on the left. And now you just brought in Mudrick. And you got Sterling. And you got Pulisic. And the list goes on. And then you just, you just stole one of uh, Arsenal Academy players, Hutchinson. And he's never going to see the fucking field ever again. He just went to Chelsea. They probably told him, hey, you, you have a chance at first-team football. Now he's number 10 on the depth chart. It's incredible. It's so, incredible. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't understand it, but I think they're going to fall flat on their face, and I'll be happy because I, I absolutely despise that club. They're everything that's wrong with the football right now. Absolutely. But yeah, so what we're going to do is the uh, the fixtures for the weekend. We'll come back Thursday or Friday and predict them. Possibly after that Manchester City Spurs game on Thursday, we'll do a podcast. But let's um, we got two midweek makeup games: Crystal Palace versus Man United, Man City Spurs. So let's talk about those. Then we'll talk a little Giants. We have to praise our team. Impressive. Sir. We were like proud fathers last night texting each other, oh my God. <laughs> and it was uh, it was glorious. And, um, yeah, so let, let's let's do uh, Crystal Palace, Man United. Crystal Palace at home, Man United coming in on Wednesday, three o'clock kickoff in the U.S. I believe that's eight o'clock in the U.K. Um, yeah, I, I've been disappointed with um, Crystal Palace, but I could see a result here. Yeah, one being you're coming off a of Manchester derby. Mm-hmm. That's a high octane game. A lot of energy used. Uh, Martial was a little was a little. Uh, knackered at the end of that game. Rashford got a little knock at that game. Now you're playing a game a couple days later. Like I said, those derby games, they're like playing two games because yeah. they're so so emotionally invested. Yeah. So I can see a little fatigue from Man United. Also, trap game, Arsenal in the weekend. You know, it's going to be hard to focus on Crystal Palace yeah. when you got Arsenal in the weekend. So for me, this is either a draw or a Crystal Palace win. I, I I think I think it's one of those, and I would love to pick a Crystal Palace win, but I just I haven't been impressed with them at all. 
have not been impressed with them at all. So I'm saying this is going to be a draw, and I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-1 draw. Love a good trap game, Brio. Love a good <laughs> trap game. It is, though. It's sandwiched it's right in between on. two derbies. Oh, yeah. I mean, Arsenal-Man United's an old-school rivalry. Fergie yeah. versus Wenger. You know, that's a and top of the league. You know, Man United fans think they're in, in the title. Uh, that weasel fucking um, Neville's saying that they're going to finish second at worst. Yeah. So I, it's a classic trap game. So I don't want to go with anything with Vieira. I don't trust what I'm liking with Crystal Palace. Two to one Crystal Palace. Fuck United. <laughs> it's fake. It's all fool's gold. They're not doing shit. They've been beating on teams and they just got themselves a bit of some straight up false oxy it's all a fake high it's all not real fugazi at its best i'm going two to one palace a absolute shocker of a reality and i don't know who's gonna score fuck it might be Vieira himself who comes on and and gets the winner i don't know (laughs) but yeah um I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think this is a classic trap game, and yeah, I, I could see that 2-1 happening as well. So we only have two games for the midweek, so we'll just do one goal score out of these uh, four teams. So All right. um, I don't know who I'm going to pick. I might wait till uh, this next prediction and then do my pick. But, yeah, I'm locking that in. I think this is a definite trap game for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, Manchester City at the Etihad versus the Tottenham Hotspur. Go ahead and speak about this. Um, we talked about this fixture a lot because, you know, in the beginning of the season, I was like, City should roll Tottenham. Now it shouldn't even be competitive. But you're like, that's our bogey team. We always play bad against them. Their counterattacking style plays right against us. You know, you've had some bad results against Tottenham. Recent one being last year. That was one of the best games of the year last year, I think. That was an excellent game. But, um, yeah, you guys. Sure I understand. You guys got countered to death in that game. And um, from what I'm seeing from City and what I'm seeing from Spurs, I still think City should win. But, you know, there's always something to those teams that everybody has a tough time against. You know, we we have a tough time against Brighton all the time. You know, there's always those one teams that that they're just tough to beat. They have your number. So I want to hear it. What's your prediction for this? What are you feeling? You worried? Excited? What's going on? I am so worried. I've never been more worried all fucking year. Um, this is the wrong time to be playing a team that just loves to play us. It's the wrong time for Huming Sun to come in and find his form. Um, I'm going three to two city. I think it's going to be more goals. I think defensively, Ruben Diaz is back. Ruben Diaz is training. I don't think yeah. he'll be ready for this game, but Ruben Diaz is back as a huge, huge benefit um, to to our defensive line. He kind of sets the tone yeah. uh, defensively. Uh, John Stones, I would love to have him back. I think he's going to be good for this game. Uh, I'm not going with. I don't. I don't. Formation players I want to see at this point. I just want to see 11 proud boys to wear the Manchester City colors, and I want them cohesive and playing uh, for each other. So 
I'm going to go three to two city and I'm going to go with Holland scoring because I think he's going to have a little edge on his, on his shoulder, a little chip on his shoulder based yeah. on the whole Harry Kane thing. And, um, a guy like that kind of focuses on conversations like that. Plus, he's been a little quiet. He hasn't scored in 2023. So it, it's it's now is better. Now is a great time for City to find momentum against a team that has gotten our number in these last few years. So to slap them would be tremendous for my confidence. I don't think we're going to slap them, though. I still think we're going to defensively have our woes. And uh, I'm going three to two City. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, it would be, I think I texted to you, it would be very Spursy uh-huh. if if Tottenham go in and, and do the double and just hand the title to Arsenal. Uh-huh. That would be such a Tottenham thing to do. And they wouldn't even know they're doing it. That's how dumb that team is. Oh, spot on. They think they, they won their trophy for the year and they think yeah. they're done. They, yep. They're moving on. That would be very Tottenham. And I would banter Tottenham fans until the end of time. Remember how you helped us win the league? It would be so <laughs> funny, too, if it was like a six-point gap at the end and Arsenal ended up winning. Um, but I, I just I, I don't see it. I, I think that's just a bad Tottenham team. I, I, could, I could see Romero getting red-carded in this game. He he he's an absolute dickhead. I don't I, honestly. He should have. I thought the ref was actually good in yesterday's game. I think the only thing you could critique him on was Romero should have been red carded at, at, at some point. He was he was so rash in that game. Just rash challenge after rash challenge. Spikes out. That guy. He's got talent, but he's got the wrong fucking attitude. And that's a guy I see that has has no respect. Uh, and and has no desire to play at Tottenham. I think that guy, he plays for Argentina, just won the World Cup, and he probably thinks he should be playing at Barcelona or Madrid or something like that. He does not look like he wants to be at Tottenham Hotspur at all. And I can totally see him and Holland getting into it. And Holland will get the upper hedge. And I could see a red card in this one. Um, Um, I think you guys beat them. Um, Will it be goals galore? I don't think so. I think 3-2 is a good call from you. I'm not going to predict the same thing, though. I'm going to say 3-1 Manchester City. Prior to the North London Derby, Sergio Romero answered every question about Arsenal without saying Arsenal's name. When finally having... Christian Romero, right? Yeah, what did I say? Sergio. Did I really say Sergio? mixed uh, him and Sergio Roberto. Um, So Romero... Uh, didn't say the say Arsenal's name when finally having to refer to Arsenal, he referred to them as that team. Yeah, what a dickhead! Whatever. Yeah, listen, I kind of respect it. It's a rivalry. Um, hate us all you want, you know. Usually, people hate teams that are better than them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever. But yeah, he he he's a dickhead, and I can totally see like he he should have been carded yesterday, red carded, yeah. and taken off the pitch. He was abs- absolutely he he was he was on a mission to injure somebody, and you know that has to be taken care of. And I could totally see you know how and Allen likes to fuck around a little too. He, mm-hmm. he likes the shithousery. Oh yeah, and I could oh, see yeah. him and Romero going at it, and I'm actually looking forward to that. So um, yeah, that's my prediction, and we'll be back at the end of the week to talk about that either Thursday or Friday. Um, yeah, it should be interesting for sure. should be I'm interesting. So yeah, two games there. And then uh, there's only one way to end this. New York Giants. 30 hey, points. yo. 
Minnesota Vikings, 24. And the New York football giants will be playing in the next round of the NFL playoffs. Absolute dominant performance. Daniel Daniel Jones, the question has been answered. Yes, sir. Is Daniel Jones the Giants quarterback? Am I sold on Daniel Jones? It's a resounding yes. First playoff game, he was absolutely excellent. Probably the best quarterback of the weekend in any of the playoff games. There's still one tonight, but. Say it louder for the kids in the back, Brian. He was the best quarterback on the fucking field for wild card playoff fucking weekend. Let's let's call out some of those names that we saw this weekend, Brian. Justin Herbert played this weekend. Am I correct? Choked. I saw him choke. I don't know if he played. I saw him choke. Yeah, you're right. Good point. You're right. (laughs) I saw a quarterback in his first playoff game in his rookie year, mind you, shit the bed in the first half. By the name of, uh, uh, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence. Mr. Yep. I look like a girl with the long hair. Whatever, fucking sunshine. <laughs> you looked like a bitch in that first half, and then you caught up for it. Okay, whatever. First playoff game, cool. I'll take it. But Daniel Jones look. Hey, you know who else played this weekend, Brian? Kirk Cousins. Kirk my father is a pastor, and I wonder where he was on January 6th. Cousins. <laughs> That man played this weekend. Dude, he was amazing. And I got to be out here with it. Bro, you follow my Twitter. You catch me on any of these socials. I've been talking that ish on Daniel Jones. Yeah. I have been pissed off about the move. I got laughed at. In that same Discord chat, by the way, that I posted all that shit, that same Discord, I was streaming live FIFA when we drafted Daniel Jones sixth overall and for over 30 minutes in that same discord chat, I was made fun of who, who, why did you get him? He ain't going to win shit. And the whole time I was like, I don't like it, but I guess we'll see. I reserve the right the whole time up to a month ago. I was saying to you, Brian, do we have a quarterback? And the fact that we had to sit there and think about it, it's not good. And here we are questions answered shut the fuck up orlando you don't know anything now we know i back him 100 the guy's got my support i am all in on daniel jones we can win with that goofy some bitch because we done did it with eli so i am all in on daniel jones dude he was amazing 300 yards passing two touchdowns almost 80 yards on the ground as well first quarterback to ever do that in a playoff game yes that is right the first quarterback to ever do that in a playoff game. And that's his first playoff game, mind you. And, um, you know, the the numbers are amazing. But what impressed me more about him is he he ironed – Dayball has ironed out that bozo gene. You know, there was moments (laughs) – seriously, there was moments where, um, you know, a fucking – he could have forced a a throw while he was under pressure. He took the sack. He could have forced a throw over the middle. Where there was heavy coverage, he threw it out of bounds. He 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 yeah. looked like he he not only put up the numbers, but he looked the part, the maturity, the leadership. Um, yeah, it was it was flat out impressive, and um, there was a lot of impressive stuff yesterday. Saquon Barkley, oh only, my God. only nine carries, but every every touch of the ball he had, he made an impact. There was not every time he got the ball, he let the Vikings know what's up. Absolutely trucked Dalvin Tomlinson, a 280, 290-pound D-tackle. 
for a touchdown. Two touchdowns for Barkley. Yep. 110 all-purpose yards. Great performance. And I, I, I actually love the fact that he only had 14 touches and he was just efficient because mm-hmm. now that means we can go to him 20 times next week and we'll need him in that Eagles game. Um, and and shout out to this receiving core that's been slandered a lot from you know the media and also from myself. I've often called this the worst receiving core in the league. They stepped up yesterday. Isaiah Hodgkins, love this guy. Off the Bills, off the, cut from the Bills, put on the practice squad, and comes into his first playoff game. He might have played in the playoff of the Bills last year, but you know his first playoff game starting eight receptions, hundred five yards and a touchdown. He was amazing. Yep. Not the fastest guy, but you throw the ball in his area, he's grabbing it. Great fucking hands this guy has. Yep. Slayton, 88 yards, had a big drop at the end, but I love that the team picked him up at the end. It shows that we're a, co- a cohesive unit now. Um, and Richie James had some good catches as well. He had a catch for a first down that was very, very important at the end of the game. There was three men on him, and he caught the ball, and he made an incredible cutback to yep. get ten yards for a first down. That was that was one of my favorite plays of the game. And um, defense, Dexter uh, Dexter Lawrence was just a monster. They could not fucking hold him. He was getting pressure on Kirk Cousins every time, every time. Uh, Leonard Williams, awesome. Thibodeau, awesome. And you know, we lost that game two, three weeks ago to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have a Dory Jackson and we didn't have McKinney. And those two guys stepped up and held uh, Jefferson to what was it? Seven catches for 47 yards. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the typical numbers. No. Um, yeah. We, we, we kept them in check. If you, if you're going to go, Hey, Jefferson's only getting 50 yards tonight, no touchdowns. You take that any day of the week. Cause that's probably the best receiver in the league. So yeah, seven 100%. catches, 47 yards. Great performance from the secondary. And um listen, it's we're playing with we're playing with uh, what's the expression? But basically, house whatever money. happens, yeah, house money. Whatever happens from here, it's 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 all it's all bonus, baby. Because yep. this season's a resounding success. We found our quarterback. We found our coach. Yep. Boom. Let, let's go. Let's get some more talent in here and let's cook. And it has to end with the coaching. Dayball has instilled in one year. In one year, he's completely turned his team around. Uh huh completely tearing this team around. They were not able to sign anybody because of David. Uh, yeah. Edelman. Edelman completely fucked up the salary cap. Yep. Not able to sign, sign anybody. We won what four games last year. And this year he's got this team cooking and we're cooking at the right time. And I know for a fact, the Eagles do not want to play us next weekend. Yeah. Do not want to play us. And like I said, listen, Eagles are better than us. Eagles should be favorite. And, you know, if you're going to bet your life on it, they should win. But I am not doubting anything in this team. And if next Monday we're talking about, hey, we're in the NFC Championship, I would not be surprised. I'm just so happy with this team. I am buzzing with how shit City have looked this time right now for me. And to see this victory was everything for me this weekend. You were so right when you messaged me. And I literally started laughing. I was just like, look, look look at this. And even my brother-in-law was just like, yeah, dude looks next level. When you said Saquon Barkley on two weeks rest is just different. Dude, it is so accurate. Mm -hmm. The guy was incredible and efficient, like you said. 
couple plays that stick out to me. Yes, the drop uh, pass by Slayton, huge because he was in open space. It could have really solidified the game. The bounce back, though, from the defensive side to kind of have his back, I really love that. Mm-hmm. The Kenny Galladay block. The $72 million block. Dude, <laughs> that is worth every fucking penny, man. Great that, block. And that speaks to that culture, right? That yeah. speaks to your exact point about getting a coach getting our team solidified in what we do and who we are. And for Galladay to have the struggles that he has, for that guy to be the headspace and to be the the, the, the absolute mental jack-off that he is to do that play at that time, dude, I'm sorry, that is, we've won. That is our season right there. Fuck you, you can't take shit from us. 4-12 and 12 last year. Our our one one of our largest acquisitions in the offseason was a backup quarterback. It is incredible the moves that we've made and the type of moves just from what we were able to do. Hodgson's, by the way, if we tender oh, him, God. if we tender him, it's less than a million dollars that we owe. He'll him be back next year. year. Yeah. Oh, hundred spot for percent. him. That's just that's a that's a guy you know. If I can, if I can, if he gets a uh, six inches of space, I'm just gonna throw it his way. And if he gets his hands on it, it's a first down. Yeah, just reliable hands. That's yep. what I was in. I, I love receivers. He's an old school receiver. He's not the fastest. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get the most separation, mm-hmm. but he's got. He, he's like the fucking um, the dude from Little Giants where they put glue to his hands so he can catch <laughs> the ball better. <laughs> yeah. I mean that catch he made on the sideline where he kept his feet in bounds. Incredible, that was, dude. that was a catch. That was yeah. a huge catch. That's yeah. just a that's a money catch. And yeah, he he was impressive. And the culture, the things you speak to. Um, I remember when we played Seattle. Richie James had two fumbles in that game, two fumbles. And when we played the Vikings, Richie James had like two or three drops. And those are things that can just completely kill a player's confidence. Completely yeah. kill, and you can't ever go to them again because um, they're going to drop the ball in a big moment. But yeah. you could tell that Dayball took the guy under his wing and said, hey, we need you. We know you can play. That's why you're here. We have your back, and we trust you, and we're going to give the ball to you again next week. And since that that Vikings game, he's been great. He's been great. Only four catches for 30 yards, but they were important catches, and he's punt returning, and He's throwing blocks, and that just speaks to the, the culture, and that's the most important thing because we've had some fucking clowns coaching. Joe oh, Judge, God. absolute clown. Pat he Shermer, so bad. terrible. Ben McAdoo, terrible. I said this yesterday, and I wasn't kidding. For me, you just give the guy a lifetime contract. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, what he's done with little resources yeah. because of, you know, salary cap not because our gm's bad because i trust him as well um but with the limited resources we've had it's just i'm i'm so excited for the future i mean i really am this is a team like the the culture's there it it feels a lot like what arsenal have going on where just everybody's fighting for the, for each other everybody yep. has each other's back the ball boys into it the fans are into it it's just like it's it's a it's a big family now and i'm i, I love it yeah, the 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 up and coming, uh, the trajectory, the trending upward right now is is great vibes for every 
New York football Giants fan. Uh, I hope we can continue it. I just want to fight. The best thing about playing the Eagles is I think the one thing that's to our benefit, and it's going to sound crazy, is they've beaten us twice. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking hard to beat a team three times in the NFL, man. It's so hard to do it in college basketball. It's so fucking difficult. And the notion that we have to go into their home, and I'm going to say it, Jalen Hurts is not proven to me. Not in the playoffs. He's not. And And he's hurt. Jalen Hurts is hurt. He's coming off an injury. His last couple weeks, he he didn't look good. Yeah. So I have a lot of confidence right now knowing that we're road warriors. This looks, and every true Giants fan knows this, this looks eerily similar to how we've won our Super Bowls before. Road warriors as a wild card. We go into other people's homes and we dog it out with them. Now, mind you, we've had a little bit more of a solid four uh, frontline defense in years mm-hmm. past when we've won it. Uh, not to say that these guys can't get it right. Obviously, we want to shout out Kayvon and Dexter, and, and the line has been tremendous. Okay, so I'm not disputing that. I just think if we were to make this run, and I don't, let's not even talk about the bigger run and what it would be. Let's just focus on the Philly situation. The fact that we have lost to them twice and the fact that we are going into their home with the momentum knowing that Jalen Hurts is not 100% and that he and this team and this coach is just like us right now, which is good. Yeah, they've been better, sure, but they are unproven in playoffs. And I took a lot from Brian Dayball's uh, interview this morning. Kafka is not saying a single word all week. No press conference, no pregame interviews. interviews. He is. Oh, he's interviewing for coaching jobs as well, but he's not. It's it's not happening this week. So yes, focus. Yes, we are one hundred percent locked in right now. We're having conversations about what we need to do in Philadelphia. So that's what I'm stoked about right now, and I I love it. I I have. We get slapped by thirty. Yes, I'm pissed off. I'm sad we didn't fight, but. Like, hey, we're moving. We lose by seven. Damn, great game. What did we do to fuck up? Mm-hmm. Ah, it's all right. We'll get them next year, whatever. Uh, well, how much can I get a New York Giants jersey for on the low low right now? <laughs> That's yeah. what we're focused on. But we win that motherfucker? Oh, no, my It's going to be very shameless next week. Oh, my Lord. I, it's got to be an entire episode. It's it's going to be incredible. We, we might have to do a separate episode just for the, the Giants if they win next week. Seriously. That would be incredible. NFC Championship game on, with this team. That would be nutty, Brian. That would be nutty. Yeah, we, we look like the best team this weekend, hand, hands yeah. down. I mean, Bills, Bills almost lost to a third-string quarterback at home. Yep. Um, Justin Herbert blew it. Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions. I, I know he came back, but four interceptions. Um, who else? Who else? Who else played? Um, uh, and then last night, San, uh, I mean, San Fran was probably the best team. If we're being honest, they they they're, they're very good. Um, yeah, yeah, we were we were the second best. And tonight, mm-hmm. I'm sure we won't be impressed by Dallas. They always stink it up in the playoffs, and Brady's washed. So yeah, I mean, where we look like. If one of the best teams this weekend, for sure, for sure. Uh-huh. I mean, I think uh, we played a better team in Minnesota than you know uh, the 49ers played with the Seahawks. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm pumped, man. I-, I cannot wait for Saturday night. 
Um, cannot fucking wait. I'm just like I said. I'm not. I'm not expecting we can win, but I'm not surprised if we can win. I mean, I think Philly's yeah. in a stage in their process where they're a little bit ahead of us, but Dayball, like like you said, it's hard to beat a, a, a good a good team three times in one year, but it's even harder to beat a great coach three times in one year. Yep. Because and that's what we have. Dayball deserves a, so much credit. So much credit. I mean, he we we got our guy. We got our coach. We got our quarterback. 100%. Period. Yep, 100%. Figure out the contracts, whatever you have to do. But Jane, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley need to not leave. That yeah. needs to be our starters going into next year. And we need to figure out what toys we need to play with on this offensive side. And we also need to go ahead and get some quality name linebackers. Roycon Smith signing an extension with the Ravens after yeah. getting traded to the Bears. I swear to you, dude, I loved that guy even before he got drafted by Chicago. And I just... Since Antonio Pierce, I have not had a middle linebacker that I can say that man is anchoring the communications. He is my mic, but also, God, go put it across the middle. I think he's going to make some moves. And we need that, dude. So I am scouting for a middle linebacker right now. I'm taking all the film. Anyone who wants to send it in, send it to the podcasts. Um we got we got to we got to see what's up dude we got to find ourselves yeah. a quality linebacker no it's it's so true we have not had a good linebacker in forever i think the only other one that i i, I liked was um michael Bowley and for our 2011 team i did like him yeah he was good but he was good for <laughs> yeah. like two seasons and That's then he it, was yeah. he was out of the league or whatever mm-hmm. i think he, maybe he went somewhere else he was good but like we we really have not had that linebacker it's all been defensive line or or secondary the, yeah. the middle has been just dreadful. And, yeah, that's our biggest weakness. That's yeah. that's something like Philly's a well-coached team. They're probably going to try to exploit that. So, it, I, But I think Wink Martindale would know that. And, yeah, yeah I, I'm going at Jalen Hurts. Like you said, he, he's unproven. He's unproven. He hasn't done anything in the playoffs. He's, he's slightly – he's been injured. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm going at Hurts. And, you know – uh, Wink loves his blitz, blitz packages, so I'm sure he's cooking up something right now. So I cannot, I cannot fucking wait. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm stoked for Saturday night. Hell yeah! And we'll end on that note. Um, we'll be back Thursday or Friday. Recap these two midweek fixtures. Probably talk a little more Giants. Give some predictions for that game, probably, and then predict the Premier League weekend. I think um, we got some good games. We have L. El Shitico, which is uh, <laughs> Liverpool versus Chelsea. We yeah. have Arsenal versus Man United. You guys play Wolves, I believe. And I think there was another good game, but it's not. It's not. I can't think of it now. Oh, Tottenham Fulham, which should be a decent game. So, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, it's episode 25 of Premier Pep Talk Podcast, and we're out. Go Giants. G-Man. <laughs>